You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for The Good Wife. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip about The Good Wife. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for The Good Wife! Well, hello, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV for The Good Wife, episode 14, entitled Another Ham Sandwich. As always, I'm your host, Billy Nellis. (laughs) Thank you. And I am here to walk us through what proved to be what I expected to be, what I think we all planned on, um, a tightly paced, totally exciting episode, the the war we've been waiting for. Um, so let's jump right into it. Before we get into the, the main event, which we all know is Will's grand jury um, case, um, I want to talk about Eli's subplot. It was the only subplot really this week beyond the grand jury case it was the only thing that took us away from the main action um it was fun for me but um, most times when we got into the scenes with eli i sort of felt as though i wanted to be back in the grand jury room um but nevertheless we we did have this other storyline so we do need to talk about it um so we see it on the episode alicia's leaving the office um she sent caitlin to assist eli um we know that she is preoccupied because of what she's learned about what's going on with Will. Um, but Eli isn't happy about this. He calls Alicia right away, says, I asked for Alicia. I got Alicia light. You know, what's the deal? And um, she holds her ground. I can't be there. Caitlin's great. She's David Lee's niece. You'll be fine. Um, which was probably <laughs> the wrong thing to say, considering Eli is hell-bent on continuing his feed with David Lee. So he sees this as an opportunity, um, but he's still a little upset. He's taking meetings at GLAC, which is the Gay and Lesbian Association of Chicago, um, and he wants Alicia there with him because he's taking meetings. He's been told that he's taken a meeting um, to help them lead the fight against DOMA, which is the Defense of Marriage Act, um, which we know, or if you don't know, um, is an existing law that federally prohibits um, same-sex marriage. It um, legally translates marriage as one man and one woman. So Eli's been told that he's coming to sort of pitch his services to help them lead this fight against Doma. Um, And he trying to get Alicia to, to show up, lets her know, lets us know that she's become a local gay icon, um, which I thought was funny. Um, and Alicia did too. She chuckles at it, but you know, she still says she's not coming. Um, so Eli finds out that Caitlin's David Lee's niece. I don't know how he didn't know this, being an equity partner, that they hired David Lee's niece, but we're going to go with the fact that he didn't know it. Um, And before he even... We can see the wheel spinning in his head, but before he can really do anything about that and sort of plot his moves um, using Caitlin as a pawn, this familiar voice comes rounding the corner um, at the GLAC offices, which, by the way, is the worst acronym on Earth. I really hate saying GLAC, um, but I'll say it a couple more times... uh, 
in the next hour. Um, coming around the corner, he hears this voice. We all hear it. We know that Stacy Hall, his nemesis from the episode with the cheese board and the fruit people, um, is also there. They have their little showdown where she reveals that she, you know she's also up for the job. Um, and then she invites him to dinner and then to hot drinks, um, which I think is the weirdest way I've ever heard that described. Um, let's go out for hot drinks. Um, but she asks him to go out for drinks um, someday, and he he accepts. Um, he knows she's playing a game, but he's going to go along with it. Um, and he starts a little game of his own, and right away we see him um, calling the Glack offices from his cell phone hiding in a corridor, pretending to be her assistant, saying that she's late for her meeting with Rush Limbaugh, um, and sets the person who answers the phone at Glack off into a tizzy that she's also meeting with conservative people as well. Um, we cut back with Eli back to the offices and we see him giving Caitlin really menial work to do. He's he's making her do photocopies um, as Alicia finds out of documents that are a year old. Um, he's sending her on a list of errands um, which is beneath a first year lawyer. They have paralegals to do that. They have assistants to do that. That's not Caitlin's position. And Alicia sticks up for her and lets him know that, you know, you can't do this to her. That's not her job. Find something for her to do. Um, and we see the continuation of a little bit of Alicia's relationship with Eli, where it's always been a, a push and pull. Um, she sees herself as an equal with him because of her past experience with him. Um, but Eli's done with it. And he, he sort of spells it right out for her. And he says, look, I am your superior now. I'm an equity partner and you're a third year lawyer. I am your superior, and it's time you show me the respect that I'm deserved. I'm not just Peter's advisor anymore, and you're not just Peter's wife anymore. We are now in this professional relationship where I do pull rank on you, and you need to show me some respect. And Alicia does sort of acquiesce, and she admits that she should, um, and, you know, asks him what he wants her to do, and, and she sort of goes along with it. Um, and then we cut to him at drinks with Stacy, which... I really want to talk about as little as possible because this whole whipped cream on the fingertips um, sex tease thing really kind of skeeved me out. So I really don't want to get too much in depth to that. But we sort of see this game that they're playing with each other. Um, and it sort of mirrors the sort of games that Kalinda plays where these people in power, they play these games with each other and it becomes very personal. It becomes very sexual. There's this idea in The Good Wife of this eroticism that is linked to power. And we see this here again. Um, these people playing with each other, toying with each other, when we know that they're not just after this sex. That's not the end goal for Stacey th at all. But she's trying to shake Eli up and she's not sure how to do it. And this is this is her newest, um, her newest way. Um, so Eli's understandably shaken. Um, we cut back to him back in the office and he and David have another showdown. David is fed up with um, Eli having his niece do these sort of things. And he sort of implies to Eli that if he doesn't let up, there's going to be something happening with the knowledge that there is an impending floric divorce. Um, he says, you know, how is Peter's campaign going? And um, I, you know... I'm personally vested in it, considering that I'm handling divorce papers for Alicia. Um, and without saying it, David says, lay off my niece, or this is going to go to the press, or there's going to be a divorce, and I'm going to ruin this campaign for you. Um, and so Eli, you know, 
pulls back and pulls all the way back as we see Caitlin later tell Alicia that he's now giving her the cold shoulder. He won't even speak to her. Um, they're in the Glack offices for their final meeting and he has some. she has something really important to tell him that she's figured out what's really going on and he won't even give her the time of day. She tells Alicia and he finally listens to Alicia um, that these meetings are being held under a pretense. There is no pursuit out of Chicago to take down DOMA, but in fact, they are trying to run damage control um, because one of their chief officers um, wrote a letter in a professional capacity claiming to represent the Gay and Lesbian Association of Chicago, um, supporting the merger of AT&T and T-Mobile, which is plucked from um, the headlines. It's a real thing. Um, After AT&T donates um, a great sum of money to Glack. Um, so they're sort of running damage control. And with Eli having this knowledge, she goes into his meeting and is able to secure um, the position, get get the work with with Glack, um, because he really knows what they want and really understands what they're doing here. And so he's able to get that upper hand on, on Stacey. And, and in a cute way, Alicia makes Eli thank Caitlin. Um, and so we sort of come full circle on that storyline. Um, Eli wanting to gloat <laughs> calls up Stacy and has her meet for more hot drinks. Um, and they kiss and he tells her that he got, he got Glack. Um, but that if she still wants to do this, let's do it. And we see them in a, her house, wherever they are. Um, after having had sex, Eli's getting dressed and under his coat is neatly a pamphlet for, um, his ex-wife Vanessa's Senate campaign. So we find out that after all of this, Stacy's biggest game, biggest, biggest way to get Eli back is that she's going to be handling his ex-wife's impending Senate campaign. Um, which I don't know about you, but I'm excited and I think things are going to get real messy. We know Parker Posey's coming back. Um, so we're I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes and, and how they butt heads against each other. Um but speaking of messy, let's let's get right into the you know, the real meat of this week's or excuse me, last week's episode. This did air a week ago. Um the grand jury. As the episode opens, we see Wendy Scott Carr um sort of explaining to the grand jury and by way of that explaining to us just what a grand jury does. Um, she explains that there is no defense, that all that the grand jury is is for the state to prove their case to a jury that a person should be indicted. And then after the indictment, then it actually does go to trial and there is a defense. But this is how you indict somebody. Um, so she explains that for both of our sakes. We see Diane, the whole office, Locker Gardner is crazy. Um, Diane finally explains to Alicia just what is going on, just how serious this is, exactly that it is serious. Because as we know, Alicia's been kept in the dark. Will has not wanted to bring her in on this because of the personal connection to everything. But Diane finally, you know, explains that he's being charged with felony bribery. He could get three to seven years, not to mention lose his license. Um, Alicia asks, you know, who's doing this? Is this Peter or is this Wendy? Diane says both. And then she says that I don't want you to feel responsible or obligated to do anything. We've never seen you as an extension of the state's attorney's office, but do what you have to do. Um, So we all know what she's implying. She's asking Alicia for any help she can, any sort of sway she can pull with Peter to get this to go away. So immediately, Alicia runs to Peter's office. Um, 
she gets there, she takes a look around the office, Peter isn't there yet, and you sort of see the realization of just how unethical, how legal what she was about to do wash over her, and for a second, she's not sure if she can go through with it. And as she starts to leave, Peter shows up and says, you know, hey, what's going on? And she says, oh, nothing, I, just, we, I wanted to talk to you about something with Jackie, plays it off that it's something to deal with the kids and his mom, um, and says, we can talk about it tonight, and she leaves. Um, Peter looks confused, doesn't really understand what's going on, um, thinks that there might be more. Um, in just that one glance, we can tell all that from Peter. He sort of knows what's going on, but he doesn't. Um, so we go back to the courthouse, and as Wendy is questioning Andrew Wiley, the daddy daycare um, private investigator, um, we see Alicia show up, and she tells Elsbeth and Will that she wants to help, that she's part of the firm so don't keep her out of it and let her help because she does have the connection and she knows so much about the state's attorney's office and th- she tells them to use that. Um, the plan is revealed that, that they need to stop this at the grand jury stage. Elsbeth says, grand juries indict. It's what they do. They rarely ever do choose to not indict somebody when the case is brought to them. Um, and so they plan to get Peter to to end it himself by finding ways to link Peter to every event that's questioned about. Um, So the question begins with Diane um, and Wendy tries to insinuate that Diane wouldn't go to Will's basketball games because she knew they weren't ethical. Um, And Diane very calmly, very coolly says, I didn't go to them because I don't like basketball, not because they were unethical, but maybe you should ask Peter Florick about them because I know that he used to play in those basketball games quite a lot. Um, Wendy seems a little flustered, but she doesn't let it get to her, and she brings up this McDermott case, um, where they, they, they think that it, it went their way because it was originally Diane's case. Once it got moved into the courtroom of a judge who played in the game, Will opted to take it over, and then they won the case. Um, Diane is dismissed because she can't really rebuff this, and Wendy thinks she sort of proved a point. And Diane comes out, runs to Will, says, you know, how did she know about conversations that we've had um, with associates? They knew knowledge that should have stayed within the firm. And she glances to Kalinda. Um, And they're playing on the fear that they put in our heads last week when Kalinda gave Dana the folder of documents that Will had ostensibly said to get rid of. And at this point, I felt certain that Kalinda had betrayed them, and I... I didn't know what to do with that feeling. I don't know about any of you out there, but it was hard for me for even a second to think that Kalinda had done that. Um, so I was nervous. Um, but the questioning continues, and it becomes clear that there's this one certain judge, Judge Parks, who they believe, who Wendy Scott Carr keeps questioning about, keeps questioning about. They, everything seems to hinge on this Judge Parks. So David Lee, as he's been questioned about it, says, you know, you need to go to Judge Parks. Clearly, they've gotten to him. Something's going on. So we see Will go to um, go to the judge. And Andrew Wiley, of course, uh, he just knows all, follows him in, plays coy with his kids like he always does, and catches a picture of Will um, handing an envelope off to the judge. And at this point in the episode, I was sweating because I didn't know how stupid Will could be. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, they played me really good here because I, I fell for everything. <laughs> they got me. Um, so that night, Alicia and Peter finally had this conversation that she'd alluded to earlier about Jackie. We cut to the tail end of that. I'm presuming she's talking about what, what went on last week with um, 
with their kid and his girlfriend, but we don't really see what it's about. And then they finally have the conversation that we have been expecting, we've been dreading, and we've really been waiting for. Um, they they talk about the affair with Will, um, and Peter tries to to you know to be. He gets real indignant. He tries to play the saint and. Um, act like he's, you know, never done anything wrong. And Alicia quickly throws back all of his past indiscretions in his face to let him know he knows all about prose. Um, sort of seems to calm Peter down to realize that he has no moral high ground to <laughs> to move on at all. Um, but he still says, you know, are you asking me to do this for Will? And she, you know, she... She wants, she's asking him for help to make this go away. He can, that he can do this if he wants to, and he refuses and he walks out. Um, so we go to the next morning, and Carrie now is questioning Judge Parks. Um, and the judge pleads the Fifth Amendment the entire time. He will not answer a question. He pleads the Fifth. Carrie confronts him with the pictures, still pleads the Fifth, won't say anything that could incriminate himself in any way, shape, or form. The judge is dismissed, and he comes barreling out of the courtroom straight up to Will and says, I don't know what you're doing. They have pictures from the envelope. If you're trying to take me down with you, it's not going to happen. I'm going to turn on you, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kalinda's there with Will. Elspeth comes up and says, you know, if this is some sort of strategy, some excuse me, some form of strategy, I don't need you to tell me, but I need you to nod your head. And Will says it is. And, um, you know, we're starting to figure out that maybe this idea that Kalinda played them isn't what we're supposed to think. We still don't know what's going on at this point. Alicia calls Will and um, asks if he plans to plead the fifth when he goes in. She recommends it herself because she's unsure of exactly what Will has done. Um, And then she says she's sorry. She feels like this is all on her. This is her doing because obviously Peter started this because of the affair. Um, Will tells her you have nothing to be sorry for. If anything, just be sorry that this is happening right now, but this is not your fault. Um, and he goes in for his questioning. So Wendy, right off the bat, asks Will if he's met with Judge Parks yesterday. Straight up, first question. And Will pauses for a moment, and his viewers were wondering, you know, is he going to plead the fifth? Is he going to admit to it? Is he going to lie? What sort of hole is he going to dig himself into? But he says yes. And she asks if she, if he handed the judge money um, for the promise of something, and he says yes. And then he clarifies that the money was um, to be given to UNICEF um, for vaccines in Uganda. And Wendy is thrown. Um, She's not expecting that answer, clearly. And she asks Will why he could be trusted. And right out of his pocket says, because I have a receipt. Um, So things aren't going the way Wendy wanted them to. Um, And it's becoming more and more clear that they have been being played. Um, And so... She jumps to the copies of the emails to Parks that Dana clearly got from Kalinda, um, saying that they were t- discussing sentencing. And Will, you know, tries to turn the tables and says, where did you get those? Wendy explains that he's not allowed to ask any questions. But Will keeps saying that they're doctored, that somebody must have changed who they went to, and he can show proof and pulls out of his briefcase copies of the real emails that show that they actually went to Diane. I started clapping. <laughs> I I was excited, and I did clap it, because they'd been doing this all along, and you know they've led us to believe that you know Will was in so much trouble, and you know we thought Kalinda had turned on him to protect Alicia because we knew that's something that she might do. Um, 
but it seems like there was this plan all along. They they sent them this. They ma- wanted to make them look like fools in the courtroom. So Dana runs out to Kalinda and slaps her on the face. Kalinda says it's fine because she knows that Diana was just handed the much bigger slap. Um, so Will comes out. He's he's let go because clearly Wendy can't do anything else in this questioning. And Elspeth lets him know that it went well, but Wendy said that she's going to um, issue a new subpoena, and they don't know who it's going to be. But Will says, you know, that he had done this all along to try and throw them on one course so he wouldn't, she would not go after Alicia. And he, it's clear to him that that's who she's going to subpoena. Um, so we see Alicia in her questioning, and Wendy is like a pit bull, and right immediately asks if she's engaged in a sexual relationship with Will. Um... You can see that Alicia's stunned, and Carrie is stunned. Um, Carrie, for as much as, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, for as much as he has had hatred towards Lockhart Gardner, um, he's growing up and he's growing out of it, and this isn't really what he wants to be doing. He's had issues with Wendy's crusade the entire time. He jumps up and he goes to Wendy and whispers, you know, this is completely inappropriate. I told you those things in confidence that I suspected, and... There's no, there's no standing for this, and I can't believe you're doing this. And Wendy just says to him, if you have a problem, you can leave. Um, so Carrie goes to sit back down, and Alicia cuts him a glance, um, like, just asking, you know, what, <laughs> what's going on here? And she, she admits to the affair. Um, Wendy continues to ask questions, you know, after the affair where you moved asks how long the affair was asks about how she was moved to the 28th floor um near the partners and then when she says was it also true that you've been promised track for partnership alicia's had enough and as we saw in the preview she gets up and starts to walk out and wendy is calling after her you 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 can't leave until i dismiss you and alicia keeps walking and and um, turns, but turns and says, you're out of control. And Alicia says, or excuse me, Wendy says, I'm going to hold you in contempt. And Alicia says, then arrest me and walks out. Um, she races home to her kids because as we see in her conversation with Elsbeth, if the indictment does come down, everything that's said in that grand jury becomes public record. Um, and of course, this scandal will erupt that Alicia has just admitted to this relationship and she wants to be the one to tell her kids first so she she rushes home um and before we can see what goes down we see wendy about to poll the grand jury to see if they um want to pursue the indictment if there are no further questions the questions one by one pop up and it's clear that wendy did not succeed um these jurors seem to have no issue with what alicia and will have done um the linking of peter to every circumstance seems to have worked um, because they think that Peter must be behind this and they also are very suspicious of the judge who pleaded the fifth throughout everything Um, so it's clear that the grand jury has turned on Wendy and she has nothing she's nothing behind her anymore Um, so we cut to Alicia at home and she's the kids walk in and she's about to tell them something but her phone rings and Kalinda calls and breaks the good news that there was no indictment that Will is off the hook um, and to come to the office they're having a big party 
Alicia says, no, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. But thanks for calling me, Kalinda. And they have a nice little moment again. Um, and she gets off the phone and her kids look at her and like, you know, what were you going to say? What did you have to talk to us about? And she spins some line about how she's been a bad mom and she's going to take a week off and they're going to go on vacation. And all's well that ends well. Um, and we go back and see the office celebration and Will and Diane have a cute little moment together where Diane says, let's try and let's try and stop some of the excitement and they they dance a little bit and there's a happy ending there um and then our final scene we have wendy in peter's office and peter is done with her he's dismissing her he tells her to get out and she's you know she's still you know we can we can do it again we can go back and find more evidence and peter's i'm done i'm done with this we're done you failed get out we're done leave my office um but she's desperate. And finally, knowing that she's been shut out, she says, well, I'm still going to go to the Bar Association and, and present Will's infractions. And Peter just says to her, you know what, do what you have to do, but get out of my office. Um, and that's where we end the episode. It's interesting because we know what Wendy's ultimate goal was, or at least what she presented to Will, was that she was going after Peter the entire time. So... You know, it calls into question whether Wendy's gone, but she does not have the state's attorney's office behind her anymore um, as Peter is, is fed up and done with this. Um, and so that's where we're left. So let's jump to a quick commercial break. When we come back, I have some um, an interview that Archie Punjabi, who plays Kalinda, did with AfterEllen.com, and we'll get into some predictions. So we will be right back. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right. Well, welcome back. We are going to jump right into our news and gossip. AfterBuzz TV News. All right, so Emmy-winning Good Wife star Archie Punjabi discusses the many loves of bisexual investigator extraordinaire Kalinda Sharma in a new interview with AfterEllen.com. Critically acclaimed since it premiered in 2009, The Good Wife now in its third season, and while Golden Globe and Emmy winner Juliana Margulies anchors the show as attorney, mom, friend, and spurn wife Alicia Florrick, Punjabi's Kalinda is a breakout favorite with fans as much for her bed-hopping as for her ability to hack or break into just about anything to save the day. Notoriously t- Taciturn, Kalinda rarely speaks about her relationships, many of which have been with women. But Punjabi gives 
after Ellen a little insight into her perception of Kalinda and her love life, discussing Kelly Giddish's departure to co-star in Law & Order SVU, Kalinda's flirtation with Dana, and FBI agent Lana Delaney's return. Last season, Kalinda had a terrific on-again, off-again thing going with investigator Sophia Russo, played by Giddish, who is now on SVU. Punjabi told AE that the writers had a terrific storyline planned for Giddish before she landed the SVU gig. Quote, I got on with Kelly Giddish so well, Punjabi said. We had a great chemistry between us. Sadly, she got signed up by the Special Victims Unit, which is great for her, but I was really upset because we had a storyline with me, Carrie, and Sophia. And still today, the writers talk about it with sparkles in their eyes, but they won't talk about it. They won't tell me what it was. Hopefully one day, what that shortcut was will be explored. Punjabi said she thinks Kalinda and Sophia had a long history together that would have eventually offered more insight into Kalinda's psyche. Regarding that steamy post and then pre-coital scene she and Giddish had together last season, Punjabi said, quote, and the scene that Kelly and I did together, she always had this little smile on her face, which made my character very kind of relaxed. She always had a twinkle in her eye like she knew what was on Kalinda's mind. On the subject of Kalinda's season 3 flirtation with ASA Dana Lodge, played by Monica Raymond, Punjabi told AE, I think even though Kalinda's very sexual, she's very particular with who she ends up with sleeping with or having a sexual relationship with. So I think with Dana, I don't know whether a relationship was ever in the cards, but certainly a friendship is no longer in the cards. Punjabi also teased that FBI agent Dana or excuse me, FBI agent Delaney, played by Jill Flint, who's also on um, a show on USA, um, slated to return to The Good Wife. I hear she's coming back towards the end of the season. I'm really thrilled about that, Punjabi said. I think Kalinda will be ecstatic. And that is your news and gossip for The Good Wife. All right, let's go right into some of my predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, so we don't have a show ne- this Sunday coming up. Um, it is the Grammys, so we're taking another break from The Good Wife. But February 19th, The Good Wife returns with an episode entitled Live from Damascus. The press release says Lockhart and Gardner leads a class action suit against a software company that allowed the Syrian government to, quote, disappear American citizens. Also, Will faces a hard decision in the wake of the grand jury proceedings. Guest stars include Jonathan Groff from Glee, Rita Wilson returns, Parker Posey returns, and Amy Sedaris returns as well. Um, so it seems like we're going to have a lot going on when we come back on the 19th. Um, I'm excited that we get Parker Posey back in the situation to continue what we saw um, this week with with Eli and Stacy and, and how this is going to evolve now that we know they've slept together um, and what sort of wrinkles that puts into everything once his ex-wife actually enters the situation. Um, you know, we enter this episode with Will in the clear dancing with Diane. They, they've, the day's been saved. Um, but I'm worried that Will isn't completely in the clear yet. Um, that parting threat that Wendy left could still loom very heavily over his head should the Bar Association decide that there's something to it. Um, and we know that that could take Will's livelihood away. Um, we know the only person besides Wendy who's privy to her idea is Peter. So it begs the question, would Peter give Will a heads up? I don't really think so. Would he tell Alicia? <laughs> I'm not really sure. And what will that do if it does come out that Peter did know? Um, so there's there's still a lot in the air here. Will, I don't think, is completely in the clear yet. Um, obviously, in the in the short term, yeah, the day's been saved. But 
I think there's still trouble for him. You know, they say in the press release there's he's facing a hard decision. So we who knows what that's going to be. Um, and then the other big thing, you know, we see Alicia almost spill the beans to her kids this week. Um, there seems to be a looming threat over Alicia that these kids are going to find out. These kids are going to find out. You know, she and Peter have finally discussed it. Um, and I, I think she doesn't want to lose this sort of moral high ground um, above Peter in her kids' eyes. And I think to them, regardless of to us, we, we realize that Alicia isn't in the wrong. She, you know, she was cheated on. She separated. Who cares who she slept with at this point? She deserves to be with whoever she wants. Um, but I think that to her children, that won't matter at all. And she's afraid of that. She's afraid of losing that sort of upper hand that she's had for so long um, with them. And also just having them see her differently in in their eyes, the way that they look at Peter differently. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that's there. I think that with Peter finding out now, and not so much finding out, but having it confirmed for him, I think that's going to change a bit in their relationship, obviously. Um, and whether that does proceed on on a divorce or what that does um, stands to be seen. I, I don't. We're obviously not done with this, um, but I think that the biggest worry for Alicia and what's most looming is her kids finding out. Um, this whole situation with Will. Um, so that's where we leave it. We will be back in two weeks at our new time, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Um, so we'll see you then. Have a great night, and thanks for watching from everybody here at AfterBuzz. Bye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 